Well, since we had the day off on Monday, we decided that we are going to look at the Angels April in review. That means we have to look at the good and the bad and the ugly. So it's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hey, thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. You're here with the number one daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. We're here Monday through Friday talking Angels baseball with you every single weekday, and we're happy to be here with you. Of course, on today's show, we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of this past month regarding the Angels April, and uh, there's a lot of good, there's some bad, and there's some ugly. And Mike, we've got something to share with our listeners and our viewers that they're going to want to stick around for regarding decision making with this team. Yeah. Bill Nevin's ability to manage. Look, we're not TMZ, but we uh, don't do this very often. But when we have highly regarded sources, we're going to share the information that we can with you. So stick around. That's going to be in the ugly segment. But Mike, we got to talk about the good. There's some good here, right? Absolutely. And the good always have to start with the unicorn, Shohei Otani. That's right. He's he's pitched really well so far in April, John. We've talked about him being the Cy Young potential for this year. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy's already got an MVP. Why not get a Cy Young? Why not get both, right? Right. And it seems like he's working for that Cy Young. He's 4-0, a 185 ERA. Johnny, 46 strikeouts so far this yeah. season. He's got an ERA plus of 240. So that means that he's 148% better than league average. And then his whip, John, is 0.8. John, that's walks and hits per innings pitched. Just unbelievable. And then, oh, by the way, he is a hitter. That's 124 plate appearances, 32 hits, four doubles. He's got one triple. Seven home runs. That one home run in Milwaukee was incredible. The moonshot. Uh, 18 RBIs, five stolen bases. John, look at this slash line. 294, 355, 541, 897 for his OPS. He's got a 144 OPS plus, which means that he's 44% better than league average. So Mm -hmm. he's 148% better than league average pitcher, and he's 44% better than league average hitting. I mean, what an incredible... Incredible guy, right? And Absolutely. the new schedule is really working for Otani. Uh, Otani goes every six days rather than every sixth start. And he had a 0.6 ERA after five starts, including the two inning start in Boston. He did give up those five runs against Oakland, and that bumped his ERA up to a whopping 185, <laughs> but oh, almost darn. hitting the cycle. <laughs> what, what an incredible April for this guy. He's a part of the good that has taken place so far for the Angels this season. And you can't have good without Otani, and you can't have good without Mike Trout. Both of these guys are crucial to this Halo team. Listen to this, 124 plate appearances for Mike Trout, 20 runs scored, 33 hits, 9 doubles, Mike. 7 home runs and 18 RBIs. That's good for a 308 average, a 395 on base percentage, 
589 slugging and a 984 OPS. Mike, he has a 168 OPS plus. That means he is 68% better than league average. Mike, the key here for Mike Trout is that he's been healthy. He's only sat two games so far, and we need him in this lineup every single day to contribute. And so that is a significant factor of what's good about this team in April so far. Let's talk about the new guys. They've been good. Gio Urshela, he's been very versatile for the Angels. He's played all over the field. He's moving runners, and I love that, making contact, which is Mm -hmm. something we talked about on yesterday's show. When there's runners on, move them over. And Gio Urshela has actually done that and done that well. He has 29 hits, a 299 average, 12 RBIs. He's outpacing his RBI total from 2022. Then there's Hunter Renfro, John, leading the team with 20 RBIs. He's the cleanup hitter that we have needed Mm -hmm. for so many years. Remember Jose Batista from like, was it Jose Batista? Was that our left fielder? Am I saying his name wrong? No, no, not Jose Batista. Batista. Jose, uh, the left fielder that we had. Guillen? Thank you. Jose Guillen, right? He he reminds me a lot of Jose Guillen. When Jose Guillen came in, it was the bat that we needed in the lineup. And Hunter Renfro is that guy. Jose Batista is really good too. Never played for the Angels. Uh, He's been the cleanup hitter we needed. And his right field defense, John, has been great. He's got a 2.1 ultimate zone rating. And so really great to have him out in the outfield. John, talk about your boy, Brandon Drury. Yeah, he's heating up, Mike. He started out pretty slow, but then he was able to find his bat over that A's series. Four home runs over that series, 12 RBIs. Love him at second, love him at first base. Got better defensively. I know that he had some struggles at first there for a while. There was a play at second base where he nearly ran out and ran into Mike Trout (laughs) trying to make a play very early on. It was like, hey, dude, let Trout do his job. It's fine. So great to see him uh, be versatile out there and also expecting to have the bat that we signed really it's it's coming right, around right. Mike I love the addition of Matt Moore in the bullpen 14 and a third innings pitched two earned runs 14 strikeouts five walks and this is good because he did have a lot of walks out of the pen last year but so far he's outpacing and overperforming in terms of the walks he's issued compared to last year in Texas then Mike Carlos Estevez 13 and two-thirds innings pitched Two earned runs, 16 strikeouts, six walks, and six saves. Give that boy the closer job. I, yeah. I We're going to talk about him later on because it's crucial to that Phil Nevin decision-making conversation. And he wants the closer job. <laughs> and he wants that job, exactly. How about yeah. Zach Neto, Mike? John, I love this call-up. We were struggling on defense. We needed a change. And then April 15th came around. Not only was it tax day, but it was Zach Neto day. <laughs> and he got called up. They were in Boston. Johnny, he has been really great. Uh, 83rd percentile in outs above average, according to Baseball Savant, Mm -hmm. 87.2% contact in the zone, and only a 15.9 chase percentage. I test, outside of those stats, I test affirms that. When you watch him play, he is not chasing pitches. He is actually doing a heck of a job in getting on base. Unfortunately, it's been through getting hit by pitch instead of just drawing walks, <laughs> right. right? But hey, he's a kid. He's out there playing. He's ready to go. He's in the 70th percentile in max exit velocity, mm-hmm. the 75th percentile in speed. He's got his plus range, plus errors prevented. It's 
uh, I'm sorry, 0.8 ultimate zone rating. The guy has just been an improvement across the board and his offensive numbers will come. And so if you look at his stat line right now, it may not be super impressive, but it's been impressive to see somebody who was in college ball at this time last year, yeah. now playing in the major leagues at shortstop for this team in LA. Look, I'm going to give you this one because he's your boy. So uh, get that drink of water so you can talk about Chase Silseth now. I, I love Chase Silseth. I, I love him in the pen. I know that he's been a starter and kind of projected as a starter. But so far, John, he's hitting 98 on the fastball. He is that future starter, but I think he's in a role right now that he is fulfilling, and I think he can, can continue to fulfill it all season long. Kind of feels like like Scott Shields from yeah, the early 2000 that. days, right? Yeah. And then, John, at the end of this rotation, there were a lot of questions, and the guy that we had a lot of questions about was Griffin Canning, and suddenly yes. Griffin Canning looks fantastic for us, doesn't he? He absolutely does. He's 1-0 so far. He's pitching for the big league club for the first time since July of 2021. Mike, he looks like a different pitcher. He's outperforming uh, his previous years in terms of the effectiveness of his pitches and the results that he's getting. So yeah. he's upped his velocity, which is great to see as well. So Griffin Canning has been a nice uh, win and part of the good that's happened so far in April. And then the record. I got to say, despite all the bad decisions, yeah. the close games, the errors, the miscues, the blow pen, Mike, we're 15 to 14 coming out of April. Doesn't feel and like you, it. <laughs> and I know. And if you go back to previous years, look, they're 14 and 13. The last time they made the playoffs after April in 2014, yeah. Mike, in 2012, they actually had a better record than the Tigers, uh, but they didn't get into the playoffs to get the wild card spot. And a lot of that had to do with the eight and 15 hole that they dug themselves in. Uh, right. Coming out of April in 2012. Terrible in April. Mike, 20, uh, 2009, 9 and 12. 2007, another playoff year. They were 15 and 11. Look, they were 500 or better the rest of the way. In fact, they only had one 500 month in July that year. And then 2005, 13 and 11. So hmm. that uh, is encouraging that they're four, 15 and 14 right now. Mike, they're winning series against the teams they should be winning series against. The yes. A's, they took two out of three to start the season. The Mariners, two out of three. Nationals, two out of three. Royals, two out of three. And then the A's again, two out of three. And most importantly, so far, they're winning against the AL West. Yeah. And now I do see that we have challenges coming in the form of the Astros and the Rangers who are off to a hot start. So it's important that the Angels continue to beat AL West teams as the season progresses. Now, they're not going to be playing the AL West this coming uh, evening because they're starting a three-game series against the St. Louis Cardinals tonight at 4.45 Pacific time. Patrick Sandoval is on the mound. He's looking for a second straight win. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you have to do is search Angels. And coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to talk about the bad, we're going to talk about the ugly, and we're going to talk about the decision-making around the Halos coming up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by the Game Time app. This is a great app, especially if you're looking not just for baseball tickets, but any sort of last-minute tickets. You can get tickets to all sorts of musical events, comedy, theaters, and it's fast and easy. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. You can see the images of where your seats are at so that when you do buy and then show up, you know where you need to go. That's always confusing when you show up and, hey, what are, where am I sitting? What, what does it look like, right? And so it's nice to know where the seats are and what your view will 
will be. Discover the lowest price guarantee and even get event cancellation protection. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Grab the tickets without all the stress with the GameTime app. You can download this app right now, create an account, and use this code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem this code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. And today's show is brought to you by So Rare. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance. Collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competition and rewards, head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And Locked On Everydayers, thanks for being with us every day this week. We're going to recap the series against the Cardinals. It does start tonight at 4.45 Pacific time. Uh, Cards are struggling, so this might actually be a good time for the Angels to get right. You can catch every pitch of the Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. All right, Mike, it's time to get into talking about the bad with this team. And right now, something that sticks out to me We just talked about the record in the good, but there's also a bad element to the Angels record against 500 teams or better. So teams who are above 500. Listen to this. They went one and two against the Blue Jays, who are currently 18 and 10. They went one and two against the Red Sox, who are 15 and 14. One and two against the Yankees, who are also 15 and 14. And one and two against the Brewers, who are 18 and 10. Now, you could make the argument that a lot of those games were within reach, they were winnable, but poor decision-making, bullpen use got in the way. Uh, We'll talk about more of that in the ugly in terms of the decision-making, but just careless errors in the field, Mike, I think has been a big issue for this team. Defensive miscues, uh, Renjifo trying to stretch an obvious single to a double, stuff like that. Yeah. That has cost these guys. Now, they have seven losses in one run games, three mm. of which were extra inning losses, which is frustrating because that often comes down to the Rob Manfred ghost runner rule where they put the runner on second. And uh, we call that the Manfred ghost runner because it was his decision to make right. that happen, right? Right. To speed up the game. And then Mike, there's instances where they're losing the lead against the blue Jays and the A's. I remember how crushing it felt when Bo Bichette hit that three run home run off of Jimmy Herget. Yep. And we lost the lead. We were up three to one and then it was suddenly four to three and we couldn't come back. So just lots of close games that have uh, really affected us. Now on the note of scoring and losing close games, Mike, part of the bad with this team is the ability to deliver with runners in scoring position and their lack of doing yeah. so. Mike, yeah. they're 247 with runners in scoring position as a team. 
They have a 182 batting average with runners on third and a 191 average specifically with runners on second and third. So that 247 encompasses if they have a runner on first and third, second or third, second, or just third, right? But specifically with runners on second and third, a 191 batting average is not going to get the job done. Absolutely. And one of those batters that has been struggling is Taylor Ward. Mm-hmm. And he looked like the Taylor Ward of last year through the first six games, but now he's struggling and he's yeah. hitting only 208 on the season. They did move him down to like seventh in the lineup. Unfortunately, he looks like the Taylor Ward that jumped from the minor leagues to the major leagues in the last few years. I hope that he hasn't reverted back to that because he is somebody that we need in this lineup. And then somebody else that I think we had a lot of high hopes for when we need in this lineup is Louis Renjifo. Yeah. But he hasn't hit above 204 this season, and he already has four infield errors. In 118 innings at second base, he has a 967 fielding percentage and a negative two defensive run saved. 21 innings at shortstop, Johnny. 875 fielding percentage. That's not good. And then eight innings at third. 667 fielding percentage. Ooh, so terrible. Sloppy defense has Stinky. really been. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that's good. I, I I don't like the defense on this team, and and they've really struggled. The Angels pitching has uh, 110 earned runs and 130 runs against 20 unearned runs and yeah. so that's why the defense it actually matters and we're going to go into depth about the defense on tomorrow's show yeah johnny i'm gonna let you talk about anthony rendon because you've been a fighter for anthony tony two hips and, and i love having him back but he's not the guy that we expected him to be so talk a little bit about him yeah the power is not there right now he doesn't have very many extra base hits i will say that he's delivering in situations where it matters so you could, yep. like i said yesterday on the show you can look at his line and go oh what a terrible start to the season however if you look at that instance of runners in scoring position he is getting guys home he is taking a walk when it matters most right so that's important however the power's not there right now mike i don't know if he's still dealing with wrist stuff hip stuff i know he got hit in the shoulder so maybe that has something to do with it but we need that power back because he's batting fourth in this lineup He's not the bat that Hunter Renfro is, but at the same time, you want your strongest hitter who's going to hit for some power in that cleanup spot, and he's just not getting it done right now. On the other hand, he's got four errors and a 920 fielding percentage hmm. in uh, in the infield at third base, and we've seen that really affect pitchers like Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers, those four errors that he's given up. He's got into that altercation on game one, which resulted in a four-game suspension. It was almost five, but ended up being four after the appeal. Right. That's just something that can't happen so early on in the season. So that was a lot of the bad to start the season was that altercation with the fan. Yeah. Johnny, let's talk about real quick about uh, Jimmy Herget and then some of the starting rotation. Herget was somebody that we were expecting to rely on this season. And then you mentioned the lead that he blew against the Blue Jays, Bo Bichette hitting that home run. Somebody better tell his dad that his, his son is hurting the Angels, his former team. Uh, they, he took the loss against the Red Sox on the 14th. He was sent to AAA with a 6-2-3 ERA and a 6-2-7 fielding independent pitching. That's the FIP number, what he can control. 
And and I wonder if the book is out on Herget, John. I wonder if people have figured him out because he seems to not be fooling anybody. I haven't looked at his minor league numbers, but they have skipped over him, bringing him back up mm-hmm. when they've brought up other guys. And so I wonder if there's a hesitation to have Herget back on this team. And finally, the starting rotation has not really seemed to hit their stride yet outside of our ace, Shohei Otani. Of course. Uh, we've had back and forth performances from the likes of Detmers and Sandoval where they're really good one game and then they kind of stink the next game and and, uh, you just don't expect that right you don't expect that from those two uh, because oftentimes they'll start out the game so well and then they kind of uh, lose control of the game a bit now Sandoval did look good last time out Detmers uh, did start well against the Brewers but then sort of fell apart in the fourth inning and so I, I think that they'll find consistency. I'm pretty sure that it's just one of those things that you can say, yeah, it's early. And that's why we're reviewing April, right? To take a look at what's been good, what's been bad. Mike, finally, Jose Suarez started out terribly, seemed to fix it against the Brewers. The big question is, is it going to last? So again, some question marks with the starting rotation. We want to see these guys succeed, but they've got to figure it out. I feel like April is a good month to figure it out because I'd rather this happen now than in July and August when you're really competing for a playoff spot. Locked on Angels is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And this is why you should give online therapy a try at BetterHelp dot com slash locked on MLB therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk through things and better help connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are to wherever you hope to be and it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and setting boundaries and empowering you to be the best version of yourself And it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's really for everybody. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Super brief. I've done it before. Super easy. And then if you want to switch therapists because you're not really vibing with the therapist you have, then you can switch and there's no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, we got to talk about the ugly that's occurred in April so far. And look, there's a... This one I feel is like 50-50, but the fact that we lost Logan O'Hoppy so early in the season, Mike, a potential rookie of the year candidate in 16 game games and 59 plate appearances. He had 15 hits, four home runs, 13 RBIs, four walks, only 15 strikeouts. He was batting 283, a 339 on base percentage, 547 slugging and an 886 OPS from the catcher's spot. And that's not to mention how great he had been behind the dish defensively, calling games well with Shohei Otani, attempting the back pick at first base, trying to get that runner who's leaning off first base. Uh, Man, he just was a stud behind the dish and at the plate as a hitter as well. Shoulder surgery is going to keep him out four to six months. Logan, the optimist, the optimist, if you will, (laughs) uh, he wants to be back this season. And I really hope that we see that 
honestly, I think we have to kind of not figure him into our plans for the rest of the season, given how shoulder surgeries tend to go. It's a shame because we were ready to fight for him for rookie of the year. Anthony Volpe, who? It was going to be Logan Ohapi, right? Uh, Aaron Loop has been ugly. And he has just been terrible for us. Ten games, eight innings pitched, a 5-4-0 ERA. John, that ERA doesn't even let us know about the inherited runners. Right, Because right. every time he comes in, he always gives up the inherited runners. Just feels like he's lost it. He said he was pitching scared against the A's. And we've talked often about, is it time to cut our losses? He's a $7.5 million contract for us this year and if we cut him i mean he's super cheap right if we cut him and we're not going to lose too much too much uh you talked about how he might be fixable but right now in the midst of this race that we're in it may not be worth our time to try to fix him yeah if they haven't identified what's wrong with him right now then then there's no hope in my opinion right it comes to the coaching staff mike phil nevin's decision making has been pretty ugly. We saw yeah. two instances of Matt Moore to Jimmy Herget that didn't work out because they gave Matt Moore two batters and then let Jimmy Herget come in and then he struggled. And it's like, why didn't you just let Matt Moore finish the inning? Right. Uh, the usage of Aaron Loop in high leverage situations, we've seen that before. Not letting Carlos Estevez go back to back days because of usage and whatnot. Mike, it had us questioning early on. Who's making the decisions here? I think I said previously that Phil Nevin didn't feel like the Phil Nevin that we saw last year yeah. after he took over the job. And then I suggested that Perry Manassian was pulling the strings behind the scenes as Emperor P- Perry Palpatine, right? And so <laughs> what we found out, uh, like I said, we're not TMZ, we're not you know hard-hitting journalists, but what we did find out from sources that will remain unnamed yeah. <laughs> because we want to respect them is that there was uh, some issues with the decision-making we've had moments of why isn't Matt Moore in right now or why no Carlos Estevez well listen to this Phil Nevin and and this might be obvious to everybody who's watching but just to confirm it I'm glad that we're able to confirm that this is what's been going on Phil Nevin was given a playbook so to speak on who to use for how long in what innings, and how long they could pitch, how far they could go into a game, whether it was a starter or a reliever. Uh, In addition, the lack of stolen bases that we saw was also due to this playbook. Yep. Now, because of this, Carlos Estevez, we talked about how he actually spoke up. That was reported, right? And he wanted to pitch in every opportunity that he could. So Carlos Estevez and Perry Manassian had a conversation. Turns out, Mike... It went back to Artie Marino, right? Yep. Yeah. And so Artie, get this, listeners and viewers, Artie stepped in and informed Perry that he needs to let Nevin do his job. Yeah. I mean, I was blown away when we heard that. And and so you, you might notice that there was a bit of a shift in how Nevin was handling things. There was a moment where Loop did still come in, which kind of was frustrating why was he in there against the brewers Brewers? yeah i think that that was just a nevin bad decision yeah but i noticed that there was a shift and then we got this information and it confirmed why there was a shift why suddenly they were stealing bags all of those things so this is an interesting little nugget that's taking place inside of the angels organization and it also affirms why some of the decisions were just 
head scratching, John. Yes. They were just really kind of strange. Why were they doing that? Well, it makes sense if there was some sort of playbook. And then another head scratcher is Artie Moreno stepped in and yes. actually did the right thing. But, <laughs> yay! Yay! Way to go, Artie! <laughs> Mike, remember how frustrated we were after that loss last Monday against the A's. Yeah. Just a terrible loss, terrible decision-making yeah. all the way around. That was the result of this playbook because they didn't go to Carlos Estevez to finish out the game. They made Jaime Berea stay in the game. It's like two, three innings too long, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can understand how this all came to a head because we were frustrated. I'm sure Phil Nevin was frustrated. Carlos Estevez was frustrated enough to say something. Yep. And it made sense because I'm sure Artie looked at Monday and went, that can't happen. We need to let the manager manage this team. And I understand that, you know, Joe Madden has spoken out about this previously and we wondered about that. But then all indications were Phil Nevin seemed to have some agency last season. But then to start the season, it seemed like that agency really went out the window. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that there's been a shift. I mean, literally the next day you saw Renjifo steal a bag and then you saw this weekend against the Brewers, Otani and Rendon on the move with the double steal. The Angels have been doing really well in that department, by the right. way. I think Shohei has five steals so far yeah. this season. Yep. So all of that to say, if you noticed a shift after Monday, other than the Aaron Loop coming into a high leverage situation against the Brewers, there's a reason for that. And we're glad, props to Artie, for stepping in there because it was a shift that was sorely needed. Now, it does kind of make you think, well, April could have been even better if they had just let Nevin do his job and go to the right people. Uh, and get away from the Alex Taman analytics, Perry and playbook, that sort of thing. But I'm hopeful that this shift will indicate a stronger team moving forward, indicate more success moving forward, and that Phil Nevin will finally be able to have his way. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. It's awesome that the Angels got to 15 wins with all of this chaos kind of happening behind the scenes. And there is baseball today, friends. We get to watch the Angels play the Cardinals at 445 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey friends, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram so you can keep up with the show and keep up with everything that's going on around our favorite team. Hey Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about the defense. We talked about it today. Tomorrow, we're actually going to address where the Angels rank defensively overall. And we'll tell you why that matters to this pitching staff. There's an interesting stat that Jeff Fletcher tweeted out that we're stealing and we're sharing with you. And all of that is coming at you tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Love that. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thank you for being here with us, and we will see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.